These three verses which I have recited are from the chapter Al-Asra and another name for this chapter is Bani Israel. If the verse Bismillah is also counted as is the custom with us that we count Bismillah as the first verse of the chapter. These are verses 45, 46 and 47. Otherwise, without counting Bismillah, the number of these verses will be 44, 45 and 46. The translation of these verses is It is only Allah they praise, heaven, heavens, the earth and whatever is in them. In fact, there is not a thing which is not praising Allah, but you do not understand their praise. That is, the living things and the things which appear to have no life, whatever is found in the universe, in the heavens and the earth, they all praise Allah, but you cannot understand it. Surely he, that is Allah, is most benign and most forgiving. O Muhammad Here he has not been named, but it is he who is addressed. That, O Muhammad, a peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, when you recite the Holy Quran, be placed between you those who do not believe such a veil which is invisible. That is, it is a hidden veil. It is not a veil which is visible, but in reality it is a veil which intervenes between you and those who do not believe in the hereafter. And we put all kinds of veils on their hearts, and as a result of those veils they cannot understand, or we put veils on them so that they cannot understand. And there is a heavy stuff in their ears, that is, firstly the voice does not reach their hearts because the ears reject that voice, and whatever voices reach the hearts, since the hearts are wrapped in veils, and not one, but there are many kinds of veils, which have deprived the hearts to understand the words of truth. Whenever you present your Creator, as written in the Holy Quran, as one and only God, or mention His unity, these people turn their back and move away with aversion. In my last sermon, I had mentioned one method of developing enjoyment in prayers, that you should recite the chapter Al-Fatiha with deep reflection, and that in the word Hamd is the key of all pleasure. If one praises Allah in such a way that the mind of man should be in harmony with the words that he recites in Al-Fatiha and become attached to them. And with deep reflection, he should continue to apply praise to the existence of Allah and should understand his attributes in the light of Hamd. 
then there will be an unending series of subjects which will continue to illumine on him. We learn from the Holy Quran that everything in the universe praises Allah. It has not mentioned the living things only, but whatever thing is found manifest or hidden in the heavens or in the earth sings praises of Allah. But it says that you do not understand it. In this connection, I want to explain to the Jamaat from a few other aspects one more method to understand praise and to adopt it. The first is that as we learn from the Holy Quran, man can become aware of the existence of Allah by pondering over the cosmos. And the other method is that reflecting over himself man becomes aware of the existence of Allah. One finds the signs of Allah in the cosmos and he finds the signs of Allah in his own self also. With respect to cosmos, the Holy Quran has mentioned this method of remembering Allah that man should reflect over the creation of heaven and earth and whatever exists in them. As it says, الذين يذكرون الله قياما وقعودا وعلى جنوبهم The men of understanding are those who remember Allah lying on their sides, standing, sitting in all positions. ويتفكرون في خلق السماوات والأرض their remembrance not just imaginary and unreal remembrance, but their remembrance acquires much depth by reflecting over the creation of Allah and through seeking His health. So to reflect over the creation of heavens and the earth and to reflect over the alteration of day and night has a deep link with the remembrance of Allah. And Allah says, that if you are men of understanding, if you are intelligent, we tell you this method, that to remember us, you should reflect over our creation. When you will reflect over our creation, you will become so acquainted with us. You will develop such deep relationship with us, that like a passionate lover, you will start remembering us naturally and then you will remember us day and night lying on your sides you will remember us standing walking and sitting in each situation you will remember us this method has been explained to us when he admonishes us to reflect at the same time he also told us that you are not alone in praising us the things you reflect on and with whose help you remember us, each thing that you reflect on in itself is busy in the mess and is singing our praises. This subject of those who remember Allah becomes so vast that each and every particle of the entire universe is seen busy and absorbed in the remembrance of Allah. But despite that, man who has been given the most intelligence is the most ignorant.
You do not understand the praise of all things. What kind of a reflection you are doing? That neither the remembrance of Allah develops in your heart after reflecting over the universe of Allah, nor can you understand why those things which you are reflecting on are busy in His praises. You do see them, but you fail to understand. The subject of the next verse does not appear to link with this verse. In fact, it is linked deeply with this verse and is the next link of the same chain. I will explain that later. But first, I want to explain this first part of this subject more clearly. These days here in the United Kingdom, on Wednesday evenings on television, they show the films of David Attenborough about the various forms of life. David Attenborough is a biologist who is most expert of this field in the world to prepare video films about various aspects of all kinds of life and then to film them in such situations which are not normally seen and then to present them in such a way that most organized system of life emerges before our eyes. He takes various aspects of life and then collects together films of various animals to convey those aspects of life. And in one glance, you begin to see the common basis in one aspect of life. You will understand this point better when I will cite an example before you. These are the people who have reflected for the creation of Allah and have lifted veils from many deep secrets. But there are fewer among them who, as a result of their research, incline to the remembrance of God. They do see these things, but the subject of this verse fits them, that you fail to understand their praises, because your own temperament is not in harmony with that praise. Neither you understand what are they doing and what praise Allah and how do they praise Allah nor your own mind diverts to this that these are amazing manifestations of Allah's creation as looking at the work of an artist one's mind does not remain stuck there but it is diverted to the artist and one's heart inclines to praise the artist exactly the same conclusion should have been drawn after reflecting over the universe. And when the wonderful works of Allah's creation had come before us, to that extent and to the measure of that acquaintance, we should become absorbed in the remembrance of Allah. But the Holy Quran says that you do see, but you fail to understand it. It is highly interesting subject, and though I don't find enough time to watch all such programs, some I see, and for some others I have asked Abil, son of our Abdul Baqi Arshad, to record it and then send it to me. Many of these films I sent to Rabwa with the aim that the new generations, 
there who are developing interest in watching film songs and other useless films they should see these programs which are mentioned in the holy quran for which we have been reminded that you should see these things and reflect over them then you will not have to struggle to develop love with allah allah's love will then automatically begin to swell in your heart and you will involuntarily become absorbed in the remembrance of allah the praise will sprout like suddenly emerging fountains i had sent only a few of these films but i hope inshallah we will collect some more and send them as well in other countries of africa etc and right from the childhood they should be shown to the children and they should be acquainted with these subjects i will now put before you examples how this man has been granted extraordinary abilities and how he acquaints us in such a magnificent way with these subjects i have not seen any other scientist preparing these films with such wisdom intelligence and depth for example there is a subject of communication how animals convey their desires to each other and how they develop contact with each other in this connection he specially used various means and then which means he has presented examples of various animals to explain this subject it is then clearly seen that there is a most wonderful supreme creator who has created this amazing world under an organized plan it is not an accident for instance some animals communicate to each other through light he has filmed how when the fireflies shine their lights the children play with them and find them interesting and we think that by chance some light has developed in them which shines and then is put off automatically and this is all it stands for but the holy quran says that when the believers reflect on these things involuntarily their heart says bana ma khalaqta hadha batila that o oh god you have not created these th- in vain and without purpose so the thing that nothing has been created in vain the minds of these scientists have reached this fact may allah so destine that they may take the next step also and they may also reach waqina azaban nar that o lord save us from the torment of fire and they may also adopt the remembrance of allah maybe some of them do remember him but the large majority is unfortunately deprived of it so with regard to the communication which is done through light David Attenborough has pursued the fireflies in various countries through various seasons and has filmed them and then he pondered over their messages and understood them he understood them to this extent that he can prove it scientifically that whatever conclusions i arrive at is correct as the messages are concerned the glance of these scientists has only reached this far that how the messages of the male 
reaches the female and how the message of the female is conveyed to the male. But David Attenborough has advanced his step a little further. And after saying this, which most of the scientists do say, he also cites some examples which show that it is not just this, but there are many other aspects also. They are conveying much in that to one another, and there is a proper language of these flashing of lights. In pursuit of the fireflies, he went to Malaysia also, and there he saw such great scenes by which the heart of man is filled with the praise of Allah. There can be millions of fireflies on one large tree, so many of them that it looks the fireflies are sitting on each and every leaf. With one unison, as there are musical notes, with their rhythm, they switch their lights on and off, and there is no variation, as though there is a single heart which is beating. As the pulse moves, they switch on and then switch off together. He says that it is strange that we saw the fireflies in America where they switch on and switch off individually, but this was an amazing world of God that they have learned to be in harmony with each other. When he reflected further, he found that when the male firefly sends a message through illumination to the female firefly, if the female wants to answer that call and wants to call the male to it, then it does not shine as a natural response, but after waiting exactly two seconds, it will shine for half a second, which means that I am ready to mate, please come to me. So he proved this by flashing a torch. When the male firefly showed its flash, then after exactly two seconds, he flashed the torch on his hand for half a second. Then immediately that male firefly landed on his hand. But to achieve this tiny knowledge, he probably had to work hard for several years and pondered over it. He found this tiny knowledge, which he has proved scientifically. I remember that once I went to Bangladesh, and since new Jamaats were being formed in Sundarban, I had wished to go there. As I visited Sundarban for the first time, I had witnessed a scene. I did not know that the same thing was witnessed in Malaysia also. Till today, I remember the feelings, but it is not possible to convey it. When you see such a scene yourself, that for miles all the trees are full of fireflies, and they all switch off and switch on together, and no firework display by man can influence the heart so deeply as that scene of fireflies. I don't know about Malaysia, but in Sundarban, Bangladesh, there was an additional thing. There is another insect of the shape of shrimp, which makes screeching noises. But the noises in Bangladesh were like the ringing of bells. I learned later that there is a kind of insect which they call the bell ringer insect. So it looked as though a bell was being rung. On the one side, 
those lights were switched on and off together and on the other side these bells were ringing together and then were suddenly silent and the noise of created an amazing feeling and was an experience with amazing impact on which I continued to reflect and felt amazed how Allah has spread such beauty in various places what great scenes he has manifested and cares not whether people come from outside and see it or not and whether the people here understand it or not but why were these fireflies suddenly lighting in unison and were switched off suddenly in unison if they were attracting the females then generally the custom among the animal world is that for a mate they move away from the others and give such private signs so that the other rivals may not also approach but there was no such scene therefore when i saw in the david attenborough's program i suddenly remembered that this is a method of praise everyone in the world is singing the praises of allah some through sounds some through lights and some through prostrations some through melodious singing there are millions of kinds of life or we should say uncountable kinds and millions of kinds of praise or we should say uncountable kinds which are found in the world but we pass by with negligent glance and we fail to realize how magnificent things have been created by our maker in connection with lights i remember that while in bangladesh we had an opportunity to travel at night by boat such fishes were running alongside the boat which were shining like silver and this was the first time that i had the opportunity to see such a fish which was shining like silver it looked as though they were fishes made of real silver which were shining as they came near the surface of river and were accompanying our boat in this program david attenborough has not only filmed the insects which shine in the air various kinds of insects not just the fireflies but he has also filmed those which walk on land and as well as those which live in the sea he tells us that neither the air is free of this manifestation nor are the animals walking on dry land nor those which live in the sea for example when he shows us life in the sea then various kinds of marine life living near the surface talk to each other through flashing of lights it develops most beautiful scenes but the most amazing thing which david attenborough felt and every observer feels is that at the bottom of the ocean at such depths where the pressure of water is so high that compared to the atmospheric pressure in which we live it is more than 50 times that is it is such high pressure that if a man were to go there without protective vessel or protective armor then with that pressure he will be flattened and shattered as though he is under a weight of several tons
it may be more weight than that because as you go so deep the pressure is more than 50 times the atmospheric pressure David Attenborough introduces this subject when he went down in a special craft with cameras then firstly one could never have thought that under such an amazing high pressure life could survive but the more amazing thing is that there was no sign of light at such a depth not a scattering of ray of light can reach there because the water above absorbs it and if there is any concept of total darkness it exists at these depths it is a totally dark world he says that when we reached there and he showed that in the film that all such amazing fishes and so some other marine life which communicates to each other through flashing of lights thus in that total darkness also allah has taught his creatures the skill of communicating by means of light has given them this ability he has given them such organs which cannot be made by the modern scientists that they should build these devices and install them inside the animals and they should operate in such an amazing way that it is possible for a man to understand how they operate man cannot solve it those various kinds of torches which allah has installed on many kinds of fishes they are like our bulbs which are connected to the switches and can be switched on or off at will similarly those lights are at the disposal of the animals they do not light automatically and naturally but it is the wish of the animals they can light it when they wish and they can put them out when they so desire they have such attractive colors that when those fishes manifest all their colors then no firework display that you have seen in the world can match it most magnificent scenes develop and the amazing thing is that they have been given total if they so wish they can illuminate one side of their body and if they wish they can illuminate the other side of their body for instance a couple which does not like that others should know that they are flirting with each other he has filmed them in such a situation that their sides which are towards each other is beautifully illuminated and the other sides were totally dark if you take positions then the sides which now face each other will become illumined and the previously facing sides will be switched off inside them there are tiny bulb like things in various shapes they can put them on or off as they wish allah has thus established a system of communication through lights it is not just a means of communication between the male and the female but they send messages to one another through their lights to tell them their various feelings but so far man has not been able to understand their system fully firstly it is a very onerous task and secondly when the mind of the scientists start to move in one direction it goes in a rut and they make same conclusions about everything
they understand this much that there is a relation between male and female therefore they take every sign to mean the same thing whereas the universe of allah is vast wala yuhituna bi shay'in min ilmihi illa bima sha they cannot encompass even a minor aspect of a thing illa bima sha except what allah wills he can grant them knowledge so when allah told us in the holy quran that in the universe you should reflect allah's creation if you are men of understanding it says that the men of understanding do this those who have knowledge and intelligence they continue to reflect how allah has created the universe and what what system of organization he has put there how allah's attributes manifest in the universe when they see this they develop the remembrance of allah and this is the definition of intellect neither does the remembrance of allah on its own has any meaning nor do they have any understanding if you continue to praise someone with closed eyes you may not know what you are praising then to call it remembrance is folly if you can see something but you cannot develop praise your attention is not turning towards the owner of praise this also is blindness the sign of intelligence is that that the two things should come together the two things must become interlinked then you will see allah's glory spread throughout the world as has been stated in this verse aha to sabbihu lahu samawati wal ard wa man fihinna wa in min shay'in illa yusabbihu bihamdihi walakin la tafqahuna tasbihahum that see everything is praising him the seven heavens and the earth and whatever is found in them there is not a single thing which is not always engaged in praising and remembering allah but you fail to understand it then whatever the animals communicate to one another through calls about that we know this much that we human beings talk to each other in this way but about the animals we think that there are only one or two signs of fear or desire which they manage to communicate to one another through some calls or disjointed voices but the fact is that when one carries out research on animal life and tries to understand the calls they make one learns many other th- the scientists of today have directed their attention to this subject they have begun researching that when the birds make calls are they only calls to communicate danger or do they convey some other things also so they learned that they are not calls of fear or hope but they convey other things through their calls also but since allah has fixed a band of the width that we can hear we cannot hear the wavelengths below that band or can we hear the sounds above those wavelengths but the animals hear much higher wavelengths as well as much lower 
wavelengths. Therefore, whatever sounds we can hear, they are communicating through many more sounds. And in some areas, Allah has given superiority to animals over man. Some can hear sounds lower wavelengths, and others can hear higher wavelengths. But whatever sounds they make, much information is conveyed by them. For instance, when in our childhood we read it for the first time in the Holy Quran, that Hazrat Solomon, peace be on him, was taught the speech of the birds and of the animals, we used to be amazed, but mostly our mind was generally directed to these stories and the stories of the genii, which showed that the animals and birds talk like men to communicate their thoughts to one another. But later, when aided by science, we reflected over these things, we realized that Allah had granted exceptional wisdom to Hazrat Solomon, a peace and blessings of Allah be upon him, and he did not regard the calls of animals as absurd and meaningless, but used to reflect with them, and as a result of his reflection, much of the meanings used to become clear to him, which are not clear to an ordinary man. There are other meanings of the Yur birds, which are found in the commentaries. But if you interpret it in obvious terms, then the meaning is that Hazrat Solomon was a prophet of deep wisdom, whom Allah had taught many other wisdoms besides the knowledge of prophethood. He also had an interest to find out from their signs, from their movements and from their calls, as to what they wanted to say. On this subject also, David Attenborough has made an interesting film. He must have made more than one, but I had the opportunity to see one of them. It shows that the calls which the birds make are not understood only by the same species of birds, but other species of birds also understand them. When on special occasions they want to convey a special message, then the whole jungle is filled with those calls. A man wonders, who can hear the calls of a small bird in this whole tumult? But David Attenborough found it with deep study that the animals who want to convey their calls to other members of their own species, they wait for a gap in the tumult when the calls of other birds have stopped for a pause. So precisely when the other louder calls, which may drown calls, have a pause, then suddenly they start making their own calls. In this connection, he discovered many other interesting things. He learned that there are proper rhythms, and as the radio stations have allotted some wavelengths for their transmissions, that we will broadcast at this wavelength and you should broadcast at that wavelength so that they do not interfere with each other. Similarly, the wavelengths of the animal calls 
their pitches and other aspects make it distinguishable from others. And in this tumult of sounds, where it appears that each sound has become mixed up with others, their own call with their special style and special qualities is conveyed to its own fellow species. So at times taking advantage of the gaps and at times based on the capacitating different pitch of their calls, they have the ability to communicate to one another. Then with their calls, some birds also include some other sounds. For instance, when a cockatoo of South America declares his ownership of territory and wants to announce that this tree is now my territory and no other parrot should come this way, then he does not only make some special kind of calls, by breaking a piece of wood from a dried up tree, he also beats the tree with it like one beats a drum, which has a rhythm. He does not beat it out of step with his call, but beats it in harmony with his call, as though a drum is beaten with the announcement that I have the ownership of this tree and no one should come near me. Then the various sounds which are made under the sea, if they were to be heard outside the water with the same man's life will become unbearable. Once in San Francisco, some rich people decided to live in the houseboats, which they thought will be more enjoyable. As is the custom in Kashmir, they build houses on the lake Dal, which are called houseboats. They built large, luxurious houseboats, but they had no peace. Throughout the night, they heard such dreadful sounds that they felt frightened. Because of the type of the sound, they thought it was perhaps the undersea electric cables which produced magnetic waves and produced this sound as they hit some other waves. Some thought that the sewage department is pouring out some effluent in the river at night, which is creating this echo. So they filed many lawsuits, some against electric company, some against the council, that you are discharging the sewage wrongly, which has ruined our sleep. While these lawsuits were going on, a scientist carried out a study and find its cause. In that region there is special kind of fish which remains silent during the day but makes sounds throughout the night. With those sounds the fishes give messages to one another that we are here, come on in. David Attenborough reproduced and recorded a similar kind of sound and hung a loudspeaker under water which was waterproof and set up cameras to take the film. When he played that sound, immediately the fishes rushed to it. It was then that he found that these were the fishes which produced that sound. The sound is felt much louder underwater, but this was such loud a sound that it was heard even outside the water.
but under the ocean the sounds of some of the fishes move with such force that they can talk to one another at a distance of as much as 300 miles. Now the scientists have done research and have recorded sounds of those fishes at a distance of 300 miles and over and have found what messages they send. David Attenborough has also gone at these depths under the sea with recording equipment and there is an amazing world of Allah which can be seen there. There is such an uproar and clamor that apparently our ears cannot hear anything and there is no sound. But the world of sea is producing sounds and talking to one another as they say that if you go to a fish market there is such uproar that no one knows what they're shouting. So if man were to understand all sounds and to hear them all, then let alone understanding, they will split his eardrums. They are such powerful sounds, they are such sounds that a man cannot bear them. So when Allah says that we have put veils on the ears which you don't see, which you cannot see, it is a fact that Allah has created such veils. That is, even in the physical world, such veils exist which we cannot see. For instance, there is the veil because of change of the wavelengths. You can hear sounds and the other sounds you cannot hear. If you could hear them, then you would not have been capable of hearing your own voice. They are such powerful sounds that your eardrums will shatter. Allah has created these veils for protection, but the unfortunate people are those who, as a result of their veils, remain deprived of the truth. The veils which Allah has created are for a special purpose. When we talk of the veils in the spiritual world, then the veils which Allah has created have some purpose. But the unfortunate people remain deprived of the truth because of those veils. Allah has granted the veils to man so that he can protect himself from bad things. He should protect himself from absurd things. He should protect himself from those things which him away from God. This was the wisdom of creating the veils. Therefore, it is Allah who has created them. But when man misuses Allah's creation, then the thing which was created for his benefit becomes a cause of harm. So whenever you read in the Holy Quran that we did this, we created the veils, we put separation and restrictions, then forbid. It does not mean that Allah has done this to harm man. What it means is that Allah's laws have created things for his welfare and has granted man the capacity to use some restrictions. For example, he can close his eyes. This also is a blessing of Allah. If man could not close his eyes, then his nervous system would have been destroyed and ruined. He could not have been able.
if your eyes remain open all the time, it will be a sort of a torment. Now you can see that the capacity to close your eyes was given to you as a blessing. But if you close your eyes from the light and stumble everywhere and suffer, then your day-to-day -day life will become a torment. Once as you went for a walk, we competed with one another to see who can walk straight with closed eyes. Firstly, it is difficult even to walk as you close your eyes. It is a great problem. One loses one's balance, and secondly, he loses his direction. For example, when my daughters accompanied us for walk, I said that let us try to walk straight, closing our eyes, and when I will call, you will open your eyes. As I called, we found that one was facing one direction and another a different direction, and another one had already stumbled and stopped walking. Now to be able to close your eyes is a blessing, but to close them in the wrong place is not a blessing, but it becomes a great problem. One cannot pass his day-to-day -day life. Allah says that we have created veils which have been created for some purpose, but these unfortunate people use those veils in wrong places. In some respects, they have sharp sight, and in some respects they cannot see anything. Unfortunately, such veils are also on the eyes of the Muslim mullahs. There are some things which they fail to see. It is strange that the Holy Quran taught us such great which are not found in any other book in the world. Yet these Muslims remained deprived of reflecting over the universe created by Allah. There was a time, a period of a few hundred years, when Baghdad was the center of Muslim government, in which there was much advancement of science. There is no doubt about that. But that has become a thing of the past. Now to reflect over these things, the eyes of the Muslim do not open, but the others open their eyes. Muslims do incline towards the remembrance of Allah in any case, but the others do not incline towards remembrance of Allah. One has put one covering over their eyes, and the other has put another kind of covering. And as far as the condition of the heart is concerned, Allah says that we have created all kinds of veils for the hearts. One but there can be many whales. About this subject, I will inshallah discuss again sometimes, as it is now getting late. But now I will come to the second verse and explain to you its connection with the first verse. There is a connection, but it needs to be explained. Leaving this subject, Allah immediately says, وَإِذَا قَرَاتَ الْقُرْآنَ جَعَلْنَا بَيْنَكَ وَبَيْنَ الَّذِينَ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْآخِرِ That, O Muhammad Similarly, between you and those who do not believe in the hereafter, we have created veils which cannot be seen. When you recite the Holy Quran, they don't understand it. 
the Holy Quran is zikr, a reminder. What it means is that when you remember Allah through Quran, which has been revealed to you by God, you become immersed in the world of bliss. You become totally lost of yourself. But these people who hear you, they do not understand anything. We have created such veils as though the wavelength of their hearing is entirely different. And in practice, there are different wavelengths in the spiritual world. There are various kinds of voices which can be known by those with in-depth knowledge of the Divine. But those who lack this knowledge, they cannot understand these voices. So you can see how the Holy Quran has explained these two limits so wonderfully in these short verses. On the one hand, it has shown to man his misfortune that everything is singing the praises of Allah. Whatever creation there is below you, they are engaged in the remembrance and praises of Allah. But despite seeing them, you cannot hear their praises and fail to understand what they are saying and how they are saying it. And you yourself have become so negligent of remembrance of Allah that when such a person raised who explained the hand of Allah, who advanced more than all else in his praise. When such a person appeared, who remembered Allah, that like of him was neither born in the past, nor can ever be born in the future. That is, Muhammad Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sallam, about whom Allah says, that he is an embodied remembrance of Allah. You hear his clear words of remembrance of Allah, even then there are veils between you and him. So this way man becomes the most blind animal in the universe. Neither he himself has the skill of hamd, nor does he learn anything watching other creatures and he does not understand their praise. The whole universe is filled with those who remember Allah and praise Him. One can hear their voices. Their are shining and there are amazing scenes which are spread everywhere in the world. They are in the air, on dry land, in those who move about on the earth as well as in the deep of the sea. And day and night those scenes are manifesting and Allah's manifestations are appearing in various forms but the observer fails to see it and the hearer cannot grasp it. Then they become so blind and ignorant that when His Holiness Muhammad Mustafa may peace and blessings of Allah be upon him recites to them the reminder of Allah a veil intervenes between them and the Holy Prophet and they do not understand anything. So if you want to develop enjoyment in prayers, then you should learn the skill of remembrance of Allah outside the prayer also. Has this meaning also that you stay a short while in prayers 
but the subject of remembrance of Allah is much wider. It is spread everywhere. If you understand this remembrance, then when you will return to your prayers, then on each return you will have acquaintance with a new God. God remains the same, but you will see his new manifestations. If you link this subject with that other subject and reflect in your heart within your person on your situation, then you see Allah. This is called the illumination within and without. When the Sufis talk of this, people don't understand what kind of a light it is. Perhaps he received it all at once. They say, all our stages have become illumined. Our inside is lit up and so is our outside. It is not such a light which they receive suddenly to switch on an electric bulb. They are lights which have developed as a result of a lifelong remembrance of Allah. They can be seen from outside and from within, and they continue to increase. New magnificence develops in them. New colors manifest. So those depths of oceans, which for some perhaps are the darkest possible, when one develops discerning glance, then he can see light shining there also. So you should understand the subject of remembrance of Allah. This alone is Hamd. After reflection, when through Hamd praise, you will develop love and relationship with Allah. Then when the word Hamd will come in your prayers, and you will see Allah's attributes with that praise, then you will see ever new lights in them. New illumination will appear, and you will see words singing new praises of Allah, and your soul will dive deeply into untold pleasures. But it is not possible that you should see all scenes in total at once in each of your prayers. You will have to accustom yourself gradually step by step, according to your capacity. Each time you stand in worship, you should at least think a little of Hunt, which is influencing your heart more in your present condition. Whether you pause half a minute or a minute, you should move forward after linking this subject with such real meaning of Hunt, which you have yourself felt. It should not be repeated with words alone. So when you say, Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen, then whatever scenes I have told you, they are scenes of a Rububiyat attribute of Allah alone. He is the creator and supporter of all the worlds. And how great work of art he has created. And we have not learned even a fraction of it yet. Rather, a thousandth, a millionth, and a billionth has not yet become manifest to us. But whatever we saw, we found it most amazing. This way, when your knowledge increases, then your hamd increases, 
and its awareness increases. Then you should reflect on yourself and on your heart and reflect on your life and reflect on your daily experiences. Reflect on the favors of Allah. Then the more you will ref the more your prayers will begin to fill with enjoyment. May Allah enable us to do so. I try to explain, but there are such subjects which are difficult to explain. But this much I assure you, that there is one remedy, and one remedy alone, that opening the door of... of you should enter the remembrance of Allah. Thee alone do we worship, or that we shall worship none other than you. But how? Searching help from thee alone. If we have no help from you, then we cannot worship. I had told you, here in worship is included the subject of hamd. Without true hamd, one cannot do one's duty of worship. And if there is no true hamd with worship, then the prayer of cannot be accepted, because hamd has a deep link with the acceptance of prayer. For instance, the same subject is also clarified by the words we repeat as we arrive at prayers from kneeling posture. The words are Allah listens to the one who sings his praises. In we were told that supplicate to Allah that we worship you alone. Therefore we beg you that, O oh Allah, please come to our help and accept our prayer. But the worship must not be empty of hamd, otherwise this prayer will be rejected. This is the subject which has made clear that Allah does listen, but only to those who sing His praises. It is hamd through which the relationship is established. So you should develop relationship of hamd with and increase this relationship in your day-to-day -day life. Then as you will present yourself before him in worship, then at the time of each worshipping you will see God more in proximity to you, whose many relationships will become established with you. The more you will reflect on Hamd, the more your relationship of love will begin to advance with Allah. May enable us to do so. Ameen. Alhamdulillah, inamaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'khiruhu wa numinu bihi wa natawakkalu alayhi ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يعذي الله فلا مضل له 